Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Argyle Chat, the Plymouth Argyle podcast brought to you by the Herald Sports Desk. Welcome to this week's episode of Argyle Chat, which is being co-presented this week by my colleague Jack Ball. Hi, Jack. Good morning. Joined by a true Argyle legend today, a man that helped Argyle into the championship back in 2004. He was Argyle's player of the year in 2006 and made over 250 appearances before joining Ipswich in a £2 million deal after making in excess of 250 appearances. So a very warm welcome to David Norris. Hi, David. Morning, guys. You OK? Yeah, very well. Thank you. How are you? You said to us you're working at the gym now. You've got your own uh, gym business, David. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, when I was uh, coming towards the end, uh, I was always into my fitness when I was a player anyway. And uh, it was something that, you know, when I thought about what we're going to go into next, uh, that was something I thought I wasn't really going to stay in as a coach. That didn't really appeal to me. So um, I set up uh, a gym in Bolton when I was at Blackpool. Um, and then we just opened another one um, over at And do you get much guidance when, when you know you're coming towards the end of your career? Do you get much guidance and sort of options that you can have when you're leaving football? Or do you have to sort of do that yourself? Yeah, to be honest, you have to do it yourself. I mean, I think it's becoming the PFA are doing more and more these mm. days, um, especially with the with the players. But uh, uh, I didn't have so much of you know I didn't know what to do and I didn't even know like I took the, my personal training courses, which the PFA you know they contribute to, but I didn't know that at the time. So. I think you have to do a little bit of digging yourself and I think more with football is deciding what you're going to do. Yeah. You've done it for so long normally and uh, you get to, towards the 30s and I, I think most people they just don't know what they're going to do after. But I think it's important if you can try and have something in place, um, you know, just, just to be ready. I'm, sh- I'm sure it comes around pretty quick. Before you know it, you, you've got to think about that. And you talk about football there. Obviously, we know that you are still playing part-time. And I believe you are at Salford City last year. There's uh, been a lot of publicity around Salford with the class of 92. How's that gone for you? Yeah, there, there has been, yeah, uh, with the TV show and obviously the, the guys who are behind them. Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was good. You know, it was nice to be to be back playing and, and involved. Um, you know, I still, I still enjoy it. I still love it. So, uh, I've been injured. I played at Blackpool back last season. I played 35 games. I was expected to carry on playing. I thought even if I have to drop down, I thought I don't mind that. I thought 35 games and they want us to just maybe get another year or two out of this. Mm. But I had an injury through the summer, which I ended up tearing uh, my plantar fascia in my foot, which took me out until uh, November, December, and I was 36, and it was going to be hard enough anyway. So I decided to call it a day. 
gym throughout the season, you know, either mixing up their training or keeping their guys fit. And Salford were one of them, and they just said, if you get fit and you fancy coming training, um, come down. So I did. Uh, I went down training to join us down during the season, and I said, yeah, that's that was great, yeah. And so I did the last couple of months there. Yeah, and you got to the playoff final, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we were unlucky. We lost on penalties. Yeah. Um, did you take one in the shootout or not? No, I didn't. I didn't get a chance. We missed the first three. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> we missed the first three. It was over like that in no time. Yeah, so for Ronaldo, by the sounds of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were done. We were done. So it was good, though. I mean, I enjoyed it. And then that last week, you know, I'm probably going to do another year somewhere. They've gone full time now, so I don't think I'll stay there. But. I'm going to do another year. That last week of the season, we played Saturday, Wednesday, and then the, the Sunday, and I played a 90 minutes, a 90 minutes, and 120. So cool. I think that made me realise that I could still play and I've still got the fitness if I can stay in two free. So I'm going to do another season. I'm not sure where yet. Yeah, well, when you have those moments of highs and lows in football, obviously disappointing to lose that playoff final. Does it still hurt you as much as it did you know, when you were younger in, in your professional days? Yeah, I, I, and I didn't expect it to, to be honest. Especially not having been there all season, but also because of, you know, it, I don't know, I don't want to say because of the level, but you know, I didn't know how I would feel exactly about it all. But when we lost, I was I was proper gutted. You know, it, it did affect me. I, I, I was really disappointed, and uh, you know, I, I, maybe a slightly did take me a little bit by surprise. Yeah. Uh, well, we put some. Uh, stories on the website this week David asking people to send their questions in and we've had a really good response loads of people have uh, taken the time out to send questions in so we'll rattle through some of those if we can um, starting with Richard Sloman what made you decide to come to Argyll and did you have any op- any other offers at the time? Um, yeah I did uh, I had a, had a few offers at the, at the same time um, just to go on loan initially because I, I was coming from Bolton um, and it was more the, uh, I know Plymouth had watched me a couple of times. And so once they'd watched me and then wanted to take me, I knew that they were keen on me and it wasn't just, let's have a look at it. So I knew that I'd probably be going there and they'd look to get me involved and I'd be playing games, which is what I wanted. Um, so that was, that was the, the initial thing was I just wanted to come and play games and I didn't mind, um, you know, where, where, I, where I was going initially. Uh, and then I came there, had my, that first month on loan there and then <laughs> the rest was history. And was geography ever a problem for you? Because of, of, that's often talked about with Plymouth Argyle. Was that ever a problem in your situation? Nah, not at all. Because I think it, I've got that age. I was 21. And you, I just wanted to play. I'd been involved. And they got promoted to the Premier League. So I've never really been a feature there. So I, I just wanted to play then. I never really thought about it. I was happy to go wherever I needed to go to play. Um, the first drive down was an eye-opener. <laughs> when I got to Bristol, I thought, I've got to be there now. Sure. <laughs> Fantastic. Another question's come in from Billy Treby. He's wondering what your favourite goal for our goal were. You scored a fair few, so do you have any that stick out in your mind? Um, yeah, I, I do. Yeah, the, the first goal was massive. Um, I scored on my debut away at Crewe. Uh, and that, that pretty much set me up for my whole time at Argyle. Mm. You know, you can go to a new club, you can make your debut, get taken off at half-time, lose 3 or 4 nil. And you never really recover, but for me to go there on my first start to score the winning goal in a one 0 win, it just it, it set me right up to, to for the future to where to go. So it was a massive goal for me. It gave me confidence. I could relax. I felt part of the team straight away then. So that that was a big goal. Um, 
another one I do remember really enjoying was away at Swindon. We'd gone 2-0 up. Uh, I scored second. We were quite rough. You know, we were rivals there. A little bit better at times as well, even mm. off the pitch. Uh, they were big, you know, they were fierce games. Um, we ended up, they ended up coming back to 2-2 and then we ended up getting our last minute winner to win 3-2. But when I scored that goal in that game, I remember going nuts. You know, because I knew how important that could have been. So, yeah, there, there have been a few over the... Over, um, over my time there, but uh, the first one was, was probably the most important for me. And obviously, goals warm you to fans. Was there any a, p- a point in your Argyle career where you realised that you were becoming a fan favourite? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was strange because I'd never really, you know, it, it didn't just change like that. It just seemed to grow, but it mm. grew quickly, you know, where the fans were always really, really good to me. Um, I knew how much the, the football meant to them early, early on, you know, having lived down there straight away and just what it meant to the people, you know, having their football team do well. Um, but yeah, I knew pretty, you know, early on that, that, that I had a good rapport with the fans and yeah. I think they just appreciated, you know, maybe a little bit what I was about and that, you know, even if I was having a bad day, I'd still keep going. Um, I'd keep trying and, uh, and I'd run, you know, run until I couldn't run anymore. I think more than anything else, the goals and everything else, I think they appreciate that, that more than anything. Definitely, yeah. Uh, Rice Sonley and Harrison Blake are both asking who was the best player you played with at Argyle and elsewhere, and who were the best characters in the dressing room? Oh, good question. <laughs> uh, to be, I mean, we had some good, we had some good players. We had some good players come on loan. Uh, we had Scott Sinclair. I remember his first training session. Um, he, he was signing his paper, his form, so he come out to train late. <laughs> we was already doing a 11 v 11 game, uh, the first team against, you know, the team, uh, 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 reserve team, ready for the weekend. And he came on, and I was on the right side with Paul Connolly. He came on on the left, uh, halfway through training, and I seen him coming over, and I thought, wow, like skinny, like looked like a baby, really baby face, young kid. I thought, he, he's not ready for this. And <laughs> first time he got the ball, he left me on my ass, took it around Paul Connolly, crossed it, and they scored. And I just thought, wow, this kid's got a bit. And he ended up scoring a couple of worldly goals for us. Mm. Um, so there were some good players. I mean, Akos Mazaki technically was was an unbelievable player. The stuff he could do in training or the football, you know, he was he was really really good. But we we did have a few, but um, I think you know maybe them two stood out for me. And you seem like a very close knit team, you know, back in that original time. I mean, how important is that when you're you're part of a team that you can, you can be like that with your your fellow players? Yeah, that was everything for us. That was everything that made us what we were because we weren't the best team by a long way, but we had something as a team, as a group of lads that would fight for each other, um, you know, do anything they could, whatever they needed to do for their teammates. And I think that was being at Plymouth because of it is so far. Mm. You only have each other once you're down there. You're all in the same position. You're away from family. You've got football, but it, it worked because then you do things together. You socialise together. You know, it, it brings you all together as a team. We did a lot of team stuff together. Yeah. Everyone was on the same page. And especially having left Plymouth and gone to other places, you know, I realised just how important that was at that time. You know, because we were massively punching above our weight and that was the biggest factor of it. But that spirit and that team, you know, team bonding we had. Yeah, what about the characters? Any sort of uh, good, funny people in the dressing room? Yeah, yeah. There was, it, was, it, was a, it was a big changing room to come into. And it during my most of my time there it was if if you couldn't handle the changing room you wouldn't last long at that club and it was a real test. It probably made me help me be the player I was because of if you it was it was 
sink or swim, you know, with how ruthless some of the banter could be. <laughs> so you either got into it, you bought into it, and you, and you joined the lads. Or, you know, sometimes if you, if you didn't, it wouldn't work out for you. But obviously, yeah, i got Mickey Evans, uh, Paul Wharton, you know, Mr. Plymouth. Hmm. When I first came, I just remember him. I didn't really get on with him at first. Uh, it was like he was setting his stances in, you know, this is this is my club type thing I was thinking anyway. I was coming in from, you know, at the time, a Premier League club. So I'm not sure how he looked at that, but I ended up becoming really good friends with him. And, you know, there was no one else in the end that I would have, you know, playing alongside me when it, when it comes to it. You know, if you needed someone to, you know, in the trenches with you. So he was a massive character, but that was how he was. He would let people know that, you know, you're not just coming to this club and, 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 and you know, having a, doing what you want. You know, you, you buy into what we do. And I think that was him just testing people and he did me. So he was a big character. Obviously, Mickey Evans, Joe's. You know, great character, banter all the time. Um, you know, has now Joffrey. You know, I think we had a good group there. There was Nick Chadwick was, was, was like the last. Uh, we, had a, we had a good group. There was always a few. There was always something going on, and there'd always be a few. You know, you could you couldn't relax or you, you couldn't you couldn't make any mistakes in that changing room. Otherwise, you'd know about it. <laughs> Fantastic. And we've had um, some questions again from Gary Palmer and Phil Bartrup. They said, apart from the QPR promotion game, what was your most memorable game for Argyle? <laughs> there was a few. I mean, we went on that that run at um, what we were beating, like Port Vale by five. We beat Sheffield Wednesday away. We we went on a run, a period there of them games. I mean, it'd be hard to choose one, but I think that block of games there, where we everything was just going for us. We were we were smashing teams by big scores. You know, big teams as well. You know, like I say the Sheffield Wednesday away. Um, I think that group of games there was. Out, uh, big time just because of you know we were we were really on a roll at that time you know we were taking everyone apart and, you know e- even some of the bigger guys um, but we had we had a good cup run uh, that was really good um, obviously my debut again that cut that that was an important game for me funny enough we were look- it'd be hard to pick one we were looking at that run of games recently in the office and our goal just scoring goals for fun at that time weren't they yeah it was we just got into a groove. We were going away. We had, like I say, the team spirit was brilliant. We had the same album playing before every game. Everyone was jumping and bouncing and chasing. <laughs> and then we would just go out on the pitch and, and, and did our thing. But everything was coming off. I mean, we were we were getting some big scores in at that time. I beat some good teams. And it took us. I think I think it might have been when we when we hit the top of the table. I think during that time, um, we had a good, really, really good spell. Yeah. Another question from Alan Adamson, quite an interesting one, this one. Uh, was the contract offer at Ipswich much bigger than the one you were given at Argyle, and how did the Ipswich move come about? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was much bigger. It was not, not much bigger. It was five, five times plus what I was being offered at Plymouth for what I was on at Plymouth. So it, was, it, was, it, was, it went from, you know, being... It, it was... It was life-changing money obviously mm, in, a, yeah. in a way you know the contract was that good um i think it came about uh they'd been in touch um during this they'd been in touch i think it first started we played against ipswich in one of jim mcgillman's last game and um we'd had a little bit of a set two on the pitch and then i'd give him some back and he said to me after he said it stuck in his head that mm. i'll you know that i did just shrink he was trying to get into my head thinking i was a young player that he could just and I just give it back, and he said it stuck into his head. He thought he liked that, so he kept an eye on me. Spoke to him a couple of times. Um, they said that they were going to be making a bid for me. It was just, I think it was just.
had time at that time to go. Yeah, because you weren't the only one at that time that left, were you? It was, it was quite a no. quite a hard period for Argyle. Yeah, it was. It was at the start of that season. It was it was on the end Holloway, and uh, mm. I could have gone to Southampton. Um, I think they'd come in, and he was begging me, and he, and he just said, "Listen, just stick with me," because of, he said, "I'll change. I'll get the board on side. Well, I'll change the way they think, so we can move forward." Because we were, to be fair to the board, they were fans of just put a bit of money on it. It's gone really well. But it needed to then go to the next level for yeah. us to go because we were massively overachieving and we were going to lose all the players because people were coming in. And he said, "Stay with me, um, we'll change you." And then he got to, like just before he left, I think, and he just said, "Look, it's going to be too difficult. You know, I'm going to be this the one going." So I could see then then we lost a couple of players, we lost the manager, and then like I said, I think with with the bids that were coming in, it was it was just a matter of time, which was a shame because I would have stayed and I would have stayed for less money than I got at Ipswich. Yeah. If it was there, you know, because if yeah. I didn't want to leave, and I thought if we can keep this team and just kick on that little bit more, we've got a chance here because we were top like eight in the championship. We, but we needed to make, we needed to then step up another level. Yeah. Do you think that's what Plymouth's problem is? I mean, they've kind of got to that situation historically in the past, and it's just taken that next step, isn't there? Perhaps it's location. Perhaps it's the money. I don't know. What do you think it is that stops them from going that next step and, and getting into the top flight? competition online this week as well it's uh, to win a copy of the sign book uh, win a copy of the book how we got there Derek Adams promotion diary uh, fantastic yeah. response um, winner Joe Benwell is the winner and she will be picking up a copy of the book which will be signed by Derek Adams himself what, what have you made of Derek Adams David have you I've been impressed with what he's done at Argyle yeah really well really well especially last season um, having had that playoff disappointment you know, the hangover potential from that, which you see happen a lot, was a, was a real worry for me. Um, because you get to the playoff final, you, you don't turn up, you lose like you do, you've lost your summer, you're not in the next league, you know, it, it can be difficult to get over, you see it happen at a lot of clubs. So for him to come back and, 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 and change it and, and get it bang on right again straight away, you know, and the mentality and the games even, you know, they, they'd lose a game or two, and you think, Right, let's hope this isn't the bad patch, and they wouldn't. They'd get a result again. They'd maybe they wouldn't never go on a big losing run. So to get the players, you know, mentally right initially, and then to stay with it was really good. Fantastic. Another question coming in from um, someone called Mike. He said you were an original box to box player and used to get in more blocks than any other player I can remember. Yet you avoided serious injuries. <laughs> what would you put this down yeah. to? Fitness or luck? I was there, so um, I think my fitness definitely helped me. 
many muscle injuries, but yeah. anyone could have clattered me at any time and put me out of the game. And, you know, I, I managed to, to, to keep away from that and, like I say, play a lot of games. So you definitely need the luck as well, but the fitness will help. The fitness will help you with the, the unnecessary injuries, the pulls, the strains. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, you need the luck to, to stop the impact on. Yeah. Uh, Matt Kemp's asking, did you ever get offered the chance to return to Argyle later in your career? disappointed then when it fell through that's a problem you know when, at that stage of your career you need a little bit more security than just the one year deal don't you yeah to be fair I mean I wasn't I wasn't fussed about the one year I, it, it was more the fact that I wouldn't be moving down like with the kids and stuff for the sake of one year so I'd be coming on my own but obviously I'd have to pay for them up there and then I didn't want to pay another um, accommodation down here so I was hoping that we could either come to an arrangement where half and half or whether they could put me up somewhere um, and we just never got agreed on that Another question came in from Michael Eddy and he said, what do you make of the current squad? Who was your favourite manager you played for under Argyle? Oh, that's tough. That's tough because obviously Paul Sturrock was massive for me. Mm, yeah. Let me out of the way. Give me the chance. Uh, yeah, he, he, he was huge and, you know, he gave me that chance. Give me the chance was the biggest thing, but he was really good. You know, he, he was hard to work with. He got the best out of me. So, you know, as a manager, I, lo- I loved playing under him and we were so successful under him. So it was brilliant but we had some good ones come in uh, obviously in Holloway at the time we were struggling he'd come in and lit the place up he was really good to me um, as well so I really love playing with him even, even Tony Pulis I mean I know the fans I think at times the football was the most attractive but we were going to go we were going down at that stage we were going down until he came in I think he Pul- was one of the first so I was going to say I think Pulis is one of those managers that was recognised after he left at just how good a job he did yeah Johnsy's asking, what do you think of the way Argyle are heading with the stadium plans? And is that something that would have attracted you as a player?
can do, but it wouldn't have affected me. Um, but they're going the right way. If they can get that done, I think the first season I signed, they said they were getting the new station. <laughs> so it's been coming a long time coming. Um, but hopefully if they can get that done, they are obviously heading the right way. And just finally, I don't think we could do an Argyle podcast if we didn't mention Graham Carey. He's a he's a name that's on every fan's lips. And just how yeah. crucial is it that Argyle kept him? I mean, he was obviously a key player. I mean, you know that for your career, what it's like to keep a key player yeah. at, at a team. Yeah, massive, and, it, and and not just for the quality he's got and what he can do, because um, everyone knows that you know, and, and you need them players, especially the higher up you go, you need them players who are going to be able to you know open someone up or score mm. a world a worldie from nowhere for you and win you a game. But I think also, you know, the, the statement it makes that they've kept him, it says, you know, people are not just going to come and take our best players. We're going to keep them. We're going in the right direction. We want to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so on both fronts, I think it, 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 it was a massive, a massive statement. And what about for, for teammates as well? I mean, you know, if that had been you in, in that situation and you've seen Graham Carey re-sign, that would just give you a great buzz as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I said at the time with me before, when we started to lose players, that mm. told me that we're not going the right way that we are going to start falling down whereas if they'd started signing on the players and the management around it at that time I'd have gone right they are going the right way so all the players as well it just sends a little sign out you know we're going the right way yeah right well thanks ever so much for joining us on the uh, podcast this yeah. week David that's all we've got time for no problem I uh, wish you all the very best okay. with uh, the gym and whoever you decide to play for next season Thank you. And thanks to Jack as well for co-hosting the show with me. We'll be back again same time next week, so be sure to join us then. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. We are always happy to hear from you, and if you have any questions for our panel, please tweet them to our Twitter account, at HeraldPAFC, or visit our Facebook page, Plymouth Argyle The Herald. Thanks for listening. Wie had dat gedacht? Van shoppen in Milaan naar achter de koopjes aan. <laughs> Gelukkig heeft Telford Smart Packers. Niet het laatste model telefoon, maar wel de beste prijs. <laughs> dat is toch genieten? Geniet ook zonder te veel te betalen met Telford Smart Packers. Zoals de Samsung Galaxy S7 met 1 gig en 150 minuten. Nu voor maar 26,50 euro per maand. Doe je voordeel mee, Telford. Let op. Geld lenen kost geld.